Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Of course you're nervous. You're supposed to be. We all have felt the nervous. But it didn't matter. Five seconds to go. Magic with a hook shot. Scores with two. Because once you hit that court, you realize that you're home. This is what you do. And all those nerves fade. There's two different types of hunger. The hunger to win it for the first time, joining the company of legends. Then there's the hunger to make it back. Because once you taste it, it looks so much better in person too. You'll do anything to get it again. But no matter where your hunger comes from, you're gonna need it. Let's go! <laughs> this is Keyshawn J. Willemax presented by Progressive Insurance. Coming to you live from the Seaport District Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. Harry Douglas, as you can see if you're watching ESPN2, is in for Keyshawn Johnson. Boom. Mm, I see the shirt on, Harry? today. I see, I see the, are those CPs? Are coming, man, I don't even know. Ooh, I ordered them online, baby. Clean, those hey. are clean. A little black. A little black. A little black. 888-SAY-ESPN. Max got a tan. I did. I got he some good. He <laughs> said damn time. He didn't look like Casper. Even, by like, the way, I just caught myself <laughs> in that. I'm even more handsome with oh, a tan. Oh, Jeez. my God, Max. Oh. Right, listen, you got to go and mess it up. Well, listen. My body's falling apart, but I keep getting better looking as I get. <laughs> Just make your eight 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 say ESPN seven two nine three seven seven six. We're asking who has more to gain with a title, Steph Curry, who's already won uh, three, three going on four, going on four, but is trying to make a move on the top ten of all time, or Jason Tatum, who would like to join the you know join the party, Jason Tatum, who's never won a title. Who's, we, we have that burning question with Tatum. Can he be the best player on a championship team? Well, I mean, you know, maybe the same thing with Steph. But anyway, that, never mind that, Jay. I had to get a little dig in. You always try to. Yeah. Why? Yeah, because I want to see Steph be the best player on a championship team with no excuses. No, like, oh, the other team's all hurt. They're not playing. He I want to see Steph, Steph win the, win the whole thing. Man. He did something to this man personally. But when you said party, it made me thought of, remember that Martin episode uh, with Psycho Bob. Hey, Mar- <laughs> hey, Marty. Yeah. I'm out of control. Gina's out of control. The whole damn party's out of control. Yeah, Marty. Come <laughs> about Jimmy Butler or who are you talking about? No, no okay, because Jay's taking shots at Jimmy Butler. I'm not. So I think he's a warrior and everything. <laughs> he is a warrior. All right, he Jay. He doesn't think... play for the Warriors. I'm just explaining the levels to it. Tomorrow is Barton Hahn. Are you ready? Versus you and Key? Yes, I've been ready. Icy Hot? Been gay? Yeah. Flex off? A lot of it. I already brought it in my bag for tomorrow, by the way. I'm already sore thinking about it. I'm No lie, I'm going to a gym after work today to get some free throws up because I'm shooting the free throw. And, and I'm telling you right now, I already know I'll be sore the next day from shooting free throws. <laughs> if you just haven't done any motion a lot, you know, in a long time, and then you do it repetitively, the next day you're going to be, at least I'll be I'm sore. I'm about all your downfall, though, so I'm, I can get that dinner. <laughs> I'm just, I'm I'm just curious downfall, how yeah. Key's going to react. Now, Key's traveling cross-country. Oh. And so, you know, you factor in the travel. You know, I've seen Key try to play some pickup. The knee gets swollen. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a little bit concerned. You're going to have to take over, Jay. But Key knows that. Key's going to get out of the way let you do your thing. But I don't want him to get out of the way. I want him to be involved. I need pick and rolls. Yeah. I don't want Bart. You're going to play in the triangle neck. with two guys. 
<laughs> Please, I hope Bart doesn't hurt you trying to like. See, that's what I'm worried about. Yeah, Bart said swipe the leg. It's the first thing he said. By the way, what about these SEC, the SEC meetings? Jimbo Fisher and mm. Nick and, Saban. And Nick Saban in the same room. Ugh. And they're talking about like who's going to be in the conference and NILs. It's not like they're not, they don't have a lot on their plate in that meeting. That's a big deal. They haven't done. had the meeting for a We're couple done. years. I'm and, done with them. We're done. Paul, Paul Feinbaum has his whole show yes. set up right there in the water. You know, he's loving every second of this. 100 days until the NFL season, OTAs across the league, right? Like Aaron Donald talking about. Yeah, I, I I planned on playing eight years. I played the eight years, but now that I won a Super Bowl, now I got a taste. But um, what, Pay are we, me. what are we talking about with the with the dough? What Harry to me, the best negotiating position to be in is one where genuinely you're good if you walk away. It seems like Aaron Donald is there, sitting good down there in Miami, sitting courtside watching the Heat and Celtics. And, yeah, and by the he way, it's not one worry in life right now. That's one of the greatest endings. If it's the end of his career, I don't I think they'll pay him. But if it were to be in the history of sports, you win the title by winning the conference championship on the last play of the game and then winning the, the, the Super Bowl by stopping the run and then sacking Joe Burrow on the last play. Like <laughs> unbelievable end to a career. Hey, there's only one thing, though. Huh? He's too sacks shy of the 100 club. Two well, they're going to pay him, so he'll come back. Yeah, I'm just saying, if for some back, reason, man. yeah, he's coming. You back. would think. NHL conference finals are set. Rangers, Rangers, the cardiac kid. Somebody tweeting about us. This show has not discussed the Rangers yet or the Mets. We will. <laughs> Rangers versus Lightning in the East. Star-studded matchup in the West. Jay, Oilers and Avalanche, mm-hmm. and the NBA finals, of course. Um, by the way. The Lakers hire their head coach. We haven't been on the air, or you and I haven't been on the air together since they hired Ham, right? No. Interesting. Interesting. He he. Absolutely. What do you think of the nice. hire? Absolutely, the right person for the job. Darvin Ham. Darvin Ham. And I, I I've said this when the names came up, I was the first one on the show that said he will get the job. He is the right person for the job. Yeah, I said it first. The reason. <laughs> oh no, you did. I'm see sorry. How, see how he frames things. <laughs> And then he gets the people confused. He's genius. This guy is really good. I'm, the, the way that he will challenge. Now, it's looking like Russell Westbrook will probably be with the Los Angeles Lakers for another season. right? They're not getting the kind of value on the trade market that they were hoping to get. People want a first. Lakers aren't willing to give up a first for Russell Westbrook. So my thing is you need somebody who can be innovative offensively. That is who Darvin Ham is. Now, I don't know if that equates to results like we're seeing with Emi Udoka in his first year, and that would be the natural comparison because LeBron James, at this stage of his career, 37 years old, going on 38, year it seems like 108 in the league, right? Still playing at MVP caliber level. But he will be able to change things around offensively where it gets him into better flow. The most important aspect, I think, for Darvin Ham, on top of Russell Westbrook, is how do you continue to unlock Anthony Davis, right? Darvin Ham needs to channel and challenge Anthony Davis body-wise, how he sees the game, how he develops Anthony Davis to make sure that he is on the floor for most of the season, that can give LeBron James a speller. Also with Russell Westbrook opening up the floor and say things that need to be said in a huddle. That's what you see with Emi Udoka. Sometimes you need people to say things and make things uncomfortable in which is backed by LeBron James. I don't think Frank Vogel was as backed by LeBron James when they lose Jason Kidd, they lose Ty Lue, they lose 
Lionel Hollins. They lose all these coaches. It that- did seem there was a power struggle around the hiring of the coach that they didn't want it. The Lakers didn't want it to just be a clutch sports joint, basically, right? And so there was a power struggle over the coach because Ty Lue would have made the most sense, I think, at, the, at that moment in time. He would have demanded a sense of urgency, and he would have challenged individuals. And now I feel like when Frank Vogel would do that to a degree, how he did it was different, but they tuned him out. So now Darvin Ham brings in a fresh voice and a different type of thinking. Speaking of fresh voices, you want to hear from some – the people want to talk. Yeah. The people want to talk. Michael in Boston has something to say about Steph and Tatum. What you got, Michael? Um, to be honest, I think they both have a lot to gain from it. Steph can join the top ten. Tatum can now solidify himself as a superstar in the league. But I think Tatum has a lot more to lose than Steph does because he's already solidified himself as who he is, greatest shooter ever. But Tatum, he needs to take that step because, not to say the media, but you guys will kind of tear him down and be like, oh, can he make it again? Even if he does win, will he do it again? So I think he has a lot riding on this. But, you know, I got Celtics in six. Hmm. Wow, we're tearing him down. I'm not, I don't I'm not think so. I think he gets Jason Tatum down at all. Yeah. No. I mean, the reality is like this, this team has gone through the gauntlet, and if he yeah. gets it done, he gets it done. If not, then they'll be on a mission to do it again he, next year. If Tatum wins final MV, finals MVP, where is he in the league? Top five, top seven, top what? Top three, so top five, top ten. top ten. I think he's top ten now probably, right? Let's, yeah. If he wins finals MVP? But like, how many guys are better than him? I don't know, man. I'm not two way player. I'm not. But in I, this I don't whole think if the Celtics yes, lose this series because there's a it's a possibility they can lose this series and Jason Tatum play well. Yeah, that's right. Like, so I don't think. But if they win losing, and he wins Finals MVP, you're yeah. going to look around and go, "Well, Luka doesn't play defense. Tatum just proved he could be the best player on a championship team. Tatum's a two way player. Tatum's offense is bananas." Right. Uh, uh, Kevin Durant is older now and more injury prone. LeBron is aging. Right. Like Tatum enters that. Who's the best player in the NBA discussion if he wins finals MVP? And you Giannis said, is the best player in the NBA. Giannis, although Tatum got by him. But you said yeah, it's you mentioned age. How old is Jason Tatum? Twenty four. Twenty four years old. Mm. Yeah. This but man even has if you say it's Giannis, basketball left if you say it's Giannis, it's fine. But old. Tatum start his name enters the conversation. I, I, I understand. I mean, Giannis is 27 years old, three years well, that's old. That's what I'm saying. So it's all not those, that far off. Like, all I'm those saying, guys still have a ton of basketball. But if you go plays, back so. to age 24, Giannis, he hadn't won the MVPs yet. He hadn't won a championship yet. And Tatum is right Well, there. and if you still have that Jordan-LeBron conversation of when they won it and when they started to really excel, those guys didn't hit it at those ages either. He just won the first ever Larry Bird Award as the, as the Eastern Conference <laughs> Championship. Of course, the best player on the Celtics. Game one of the NBA Finals Thursday on ABC and ESPN Radio. And it's also the hot ticket brought to you by Vivid Seats, where you earn rewards with every purchase. Vivid Seat Rewards is your ticket to more tickets. Vivid Seats, life happens live. Right, Jay is in the business of ranking the players. Not, oh, yes, you are. No, I put not. you right in that business. No. Put her there, partner. We're in the business. <laughs> Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher in the same building this week. So what should we expect for the sequel? And what's becoming college football's best reality show? That's next on ESPN Radio, ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Have you ridden an electric e bike yet? You need to check out Electric e Bikes today, the number one selling e bike in America. 
Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Key and Jay versus Barton Hahn, two on two tomorrow. Hey, 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 hey. Mel Kuyper, as you can see, is going to join us today at 9.30 a.m. Eastern time. Guys, uh, this SEC meeting is no joke. First of all, you have Nick Saban in the same room with Jimbo, and they're going at it through the media. October 8th. I'm ca- I can't wait for it. I'm trying to go to the game. October eighth. Can we can we call can we call KJM from the game? I'll tell you what, man. And they got a lot of hey, Paul Feinbaum, the eponymous Paul Feinbaum show. <laughs> you know him and love him. Is with us now on ESPN Radio Sirius XM Channel eighty. Paul, good morning. First of all, it's like Been a heavyweight a heavyweight fight, Paul. You got the whole show set up on the water there down in Florida and Destin. I heard it's all set up for it. Yeah, it is. Uh, everyone's here except the two uh, heavyweights. Uh, but uh, you wouldn't expect Saban and, and Jimbo Fisher to be hanging around the beach uh, putting copper tone on, uh, on on Memorial Day. They're probably uh, at their uh, mansions on the water somewhere in the French Riviera. But they will be here today. And, and guys, not to overhype something, but I'm going to. Uh, this is the first time these two uh, former friends have been in the same room since two weeks ago when that uh, nuclear war broke out between SEC coaches and everyone here is saying it's going to be fine. Uh, you know, that uh, we, we've got all that worked out. However, uh, don't count on that because uh, I don't expect, explo- I don't expect uh, fireworks here, but they will be in the same room. They, they will probably not be seated together. Uh, the the uh, SEC officials have told me that uh, there will, there will be assigned seats in that, among the 14 coaches, I'm willing to bet Saban and Jimbo are not sitting together. So, Paul, i got to ask you, at some point, um, I don't even think it has to be down there to SEC meetings, but do you think these two guys will be able to sit down and have a grown-up conversation one-on-one with each other? Maybe for show, but not in reality, because uh, you know Jimbo Fisher just cut the cord. And, and, and what, what you heard two weeks ago has been building for many, many years. In fact, Jimbo has telegraphed it once or twice. Uh, they they were never, uh, in, in spite of what both have said about each other, the, the, they were always uh, at odds, even when they were on the same staff. Some of that was just because Nick Saban, let's be honest, uh, as the greatest coach of all time, is not the easiest guy to work for. Neither is Bill Belichick, neither 
uh, or any of the great coaches. And because Jimbo was was on the offensive side, I think he was tougher on him. Uh, It it is a fact that Jimbo Fisher turned Saban down in 2007 to be his offensive coordinator when when Nick Saban went to Alabama from the Miami Dolphins. And it's always been one of those relationships we've been watching for for develop uh, because Kirby Smart, as, as you guys know, worked under Nick Saban for so many years at Alabama and, and previously Jimbo Fisher worked for him at, at LSU. And, and I, I don't know exactly if, if, if one thing triggered this, but what happened two weeks ago, let me just quickly refresh people's memory. Uh, Nick Saban was at a, uh, an event in Birmingham two weeks ago on Wednesday. And he was, he was, he was pitching for money guys. It wasn't like, you know, he was there trying to clean up college football. He was essentially telegraphing, a booster, a bunch of a bunch of big time fat cats. We, we need more money to keep up on these collectives, and and he, just, he came right out and said that the Texas A&M bought their class, uh, bought everybody in their class, which you know factually isn't true, but that that's been the impression. And Jimbo came back the next day in in a, in about as scorched earth uh, a response as I have ever heard in in the world of coaching. I'm not talking about after a game. Uh, I'm not talking about Calipari and and John Chaney from 30 years ago when in the, in the heat of the moment. I mean, this was on a Thursday morning that Jimbo Fisher walked into a room, uh, a media room in, in College Station, and just exploded. And uh, you know, he everything he said about Nick Saban was, were things we have never heard before by, by anyone, at least in a public forum, and that's what made this so shocking. Saban tried to walk it back a little bit by saying maybe – I mean, he gave one of those, if I offended anyone, I apologize, but – uh, it didn't matter. It, it, it was, and then Jimbo the next day doubled down again. So he has not been heard from since. I think he'll, he understands the the magnitude of this event. When I mean what I mean by that is, uh, this is this is while while we're sitting here on a beach, there, there will be a lot of media, and and this is the, and this is the show, as you guys know. Uh, I don't expect Jimbo to continue because I, I can tell you the commissioner of the SEC, Greg Sankey, has more than likely, how about absolutely, talked to both and said, listen. Uh, enough of that. Uh, you know, we're a multi-billion-dollar league. We don't need it. Paul Feinbaum, host of the Paul Feinbaum Show, weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern on the SEC Network and the ESPN app. And Paul, a lot going on down at SEC meetings beginning today in Destin, Florida. Paul, I- I'm very curious. You mentioned Greg Sankey, the commissioner of the SEC. A lot of things to discuss relating from the NIL to transfer portal to scheduling models to playoff expansion. What do you think is the thing that they will highlight the most as it relates to conversation-wise? Well, I think the biggest issue for them is where does the SEC fit in the ecosystem of college football? Uh, We watched last year about this time college football announce a 12-team playoff. Uh, Greg Sankey happened to be one of the four members of that committee. It got it finally. Uh, it was it was on the fast track until Texas and Oklahoma uh, announced in, in late July they were coming into the SEC. Everything blew up after that, and then finally earlier this year it was shut down. So many have speculated: Will the SEC go out on its own? And you know the commissioner has not vehemently denied that. He said that's one of 47 models we're looking at. Wink, wink. Uh, meaning, of course, we could. We could. We're, we're, we're big enough. We're powerful enough. I don't believe that's going to happen. So what you're probably going to hear more down here is just what does the future look like? What does the college football playoff future look like? Internally, the SEC has to figure out before Texas and Oklahoma get in, how are they going to manage with, with 16 schools? You just can't play the traditional divisions. 
that more than likely is gone like everyone else. Uh, so those, those are more the, uh, the, the issues that will be discussed. And, and then NIL will be the conversation outside the rooms. The presidents are here. The athletic directors are here. And I think you'll hear the same things from the SEC officials that you've heard from all the others, that we have to figure out a way to manage the transfer portal. It just can't be open the entire year. Players can't be leaving uh, at, at random. And so those are the issues here are really the, big, the same issues for everyone else, except the SEC just is at the top of the food chain with the Big Ten. Paul, being down there with all the coaches, who was the one coach in the SEC from the east or the west that you think is going to emerge this year and their program is going to have a lot of success? I think uh, a lot of people are, are really looking at Josh Heupel at Tennessee. Uh, he had a shockingly good year last year. I mean, I, record-wise, no, 7-6. and six, uh, They lost a bowl game on the, uh, in the final seconds. Uh, but you know, he really has, has become the coach that people privately talk about in relation to who is that next offensive genius? Who is this next guy that, that is going to uh, really turn heads? Another coach I think you need to keep your eye on, and he does not get the national attention because he, he was in, at, at Lafayette last year, but, but that is Billy Napier at Florida. I, I think he could really uh, turn that program around quickly after Dan Mullen was fired. And beyond, beyond that, it's going to be the usual suspects. Uh, it starts uh, – you, you'll have Alabama, Georgia, uh, maybe Texas A&M ranked in the top ten. Lane Kiffin is another coach that, uh, even though Matt Corral is off to the NFL, many still believe uh, he went into the portal and, 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 and will re- redevelop his entire team. So that's really where the SEC sits at the moment. Arkansas under Sam Pittman is not one of those so-called sexy teams but they have been uh, incredibly good for a program that literally went, they went two years without winning a conference game. So that, that's really the way the table was set in the SEC this fall. really is a big meeting. Keyshawn J. Willimax presented by Progressive Insurance. Save on commercial auto insurance from Progressive. Get a fast quote at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Um, Paul Feinbaum with us right now. Harry Douglas in for Key here on Keyshawn J. Willimax, ESPN Radio. really is a big meeting, Paul, when you think about everything we've just discussed obviously starting with Saban and Jimbo and, and the NIL and the, the whole thing. Um, how real is the discussion about an SEC national championship? I, I think that's going to get headlines, and it already has to some extent, uh, Max, but I don't think it's realistic. Uh, the, the SEC you know, likes to flex its muscle. Uh, don't forget, uh, its, uh, its motto is it just means more. Um, it, it has won, I think it has won endless, I think 16 national championships in the, in the last 28 or 30 years. Uh, we all know what it's done lately, but I, I just, it, I, I just don't think knowing the people of this league, I, I don't believe they will go that direction. I, I think that will be a very short conversation. I think what, what that really, what that conversation is about is, Hey, listen, uh, you guys, we don't really need you guys. Uh, we're in the playoffs every single year, uh, and uh, you know, don't don't treat us the way you did last year when you tried to blame uh, Oklahoma and Texas on us. When everyone in college football knows that if Oklahoma and Texas had called the Big Ten, the ACC, or the Pac-12, they would have been in just as quickly as they joined the SEC. The Paul Feinbaum Show, weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern on the SEC Network and the ESPN app. Thank you, as always, Paul. All right, Paulie.
A pleasure, guys. See you soon. Always Appreciate enjoy it. it. Likewise. Guys, who has more to gain with a title? Jason Tatum, who's never won one, or Steph Curry, who's never won a finals MVP? Jason Tatum, who's looking to become a what? Top 10? 7? 5 player in the NBA? Or Steph Curry? who's looking to become a top 10 player of all time. Who has more to gain with the championship? An NBA champion delivers the answer. The Splash Brothers spreading the floor. And so it's such a different dynamic defending the Golden State Warriors, but it's going to be a great series. It's going to be a close series. It's going to be a tightly contested series. Their transition defense might be the best in the league. And against the Warriors, you better believe you need a good transition defense. Game one, is it a wash for the Celtics because of fatigue and also the all-factor of uh, being on the road on this stage? New. Keyshawn, Jay Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80, ESPN. To your smart speakers, say play ESPN, we pop up. Download the app. ESPN app. Download the podcast. Steph Curry with the shot, boy. Harry Douglas in four key. Steph Curry with the shot, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Is that the Drake voice too? Yeah, 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 I see it. Now, one thing, Jay, you may get a little twisted. I think Jay gets his bent, Harry, as Uh we used to say. Here we go. You (laughs) think because I asked the question. Here we go. Only where certain takes you have. You think because I asked the question, because I dare bring up the question, because I have the guts to bring up the question. <laughs> that, I'm rooting, that I'm rooting for the negative outcome. I'm really not. No. And not only that, I believe that we're trying to hit a moving target. And Steph, the last time he was in the finals, I thought hit more clutch shots than he had till that point. Now, they lost because they, they lost KD and they lost Clay. But Steph won a game at Golden State where Kawhi looked like he was taking over. And Steph would not miss from distance and won the game. I would love to see him do that again because let me tell you something. For the first time in his career, his team, the Warriors, are underdogs in the finals. That hasn't happened yet. And I'm surprised that they are underdogs with home court and they're rested and Celtics aren't. Steph Curry with the shot, boy. I'm, I'm holding off a lot of my thoughts mm. because I think we have big – KP, Kendrick Is Perkins. Kendrick Perkins ready? So I'm holding up my thoughts right now. Big Perk, ESPN NBA analyst. What's going on, Perk? Max, Harry, J. Will, what's up, my good brothers? What's good, what's good <laughs> baby? Perk, how much do you think? Being in, in back-to-back seven-game series is going to have, like, what kind of an impact do you think that's going to have on Boston? It's not. Max, they, they, they don't play till Thursday. So I mean, they they have. It's not like a, it's a quick turnaround. So now they have more. They have more than enough time to to not only celebrate them reaching the finals, but for them to prepare, sit down, watch film, go through shoot arounds and walkthroughs on the floor on how they're gonna guard, get their mental back together, uh, you know, be able to get everything situated because. Here it is. By Tuesday, they need to have everything figured out, whether it, whether that's, you know, family traveling and coming to the game on the road, uh, tickets, all the above. So by Tuesday, whenever they get on that plane heading to Golden State, they need to be locked in on just dialing in on what Golden State and the game plan is for the finals. Because I'll tell you this real quick. 
the finals could be overwhelming to a young team for their first time being there. Just the whole stage, all the national media, being under the bright lights, and you could get caught up in the moment and forget that it's still just basketball. KP, one of the things that I've started to pay attention to that I've seen a little bit of a a rhythm that's being performed by the Boston Celtics is, yes, they are one of the best teams defensively, right? Uh, Probably the best historically, too. Maybe I have a lot of championship teams. We can debate that for another day. But I'm curious, a lot of the ways they've been defending round one, isolation basketball with KD and with Kyrie, right? All, All five players having 10 eyes on individuals trying to make the move. Next series up, Giannis, right? All players, 10 eyes on that target. Now, there's a little bit more continuity involved in how the Miami Heat won things, but still Jimmy Butler, for the most part, who still had his way here and there. How do you think Boston will deal with the continuity of the style of offense in which Golden State runs because everybody is moving all the time, and that takes away your legs from the offensive end? How do you think the Celtics will adjust to that? Well, well, the great thing about it is is that the Celtics actually could put a, a defensive game plan together where they can actually switch everything because they have so much size, they have so much athleticism, and they have so much length that switching everything actually take away from you having to from, from one particular guy having to chase a Steph Curry through you know, multiple actions and, and chase him around the floor because he's so well without moving. He, he does so good without moving. He does so good moving without the ball. Now, with that being said, you look at a guy, you look at you look at guys like Jason Tatum, and I was breaking this down the other day. Just, just, just think, I was thinking about this uh, the, uh, two days ago. Think about this for a second. That small ball lineup that the Warriors uh, like to go to, where it's Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Jordan Poole, and Andrew Wiggins, right? Just say if they go to their lineup. Well, the Celtics actually have a hell of a small lineup, too, that people don't talk about when they go with Grant Williams, Jason Tatum, uh, Al Horford, Marcus Smart, and, and Jalen Brown. And when you look at their size and their physical strength, those guys are so versatile that they can switch everything. I'm going to tell you, the biggest X factor going into this series is Marcus Smart, right, and his ability just to be able to be a a pest to Steph Curry. But when you look at Al Horford, Al Horford showed me something throughout these playoffs, the way that he was able to switch out on KD at times, the way that he was able to guard Giannis at times. Although Giannis still had a dominant performance, but not just when you look at his numbers against Al Horford, they weren't great. Yeah, not shooting as as efficient, KP. Huh? He didn't shoot as efficiently as he typically does. Yeah, exactly. And then you saw the way that Al Horford had took Bam out of the series that time. So I'm looking at this Celtic defense, and people keep asking how they're going to cover. They're going to switch everything, and they're going to be perfectly fine. Now, KP, I got to ask you this. When you talk about that small ball lineup for the Warriors, one of the things that I wanted to highlight is that when you have a Steph Curry and a Jordan Poole in the game, right? And you looked at the finals in previous years where LeBron took advantage of that matchup with Steph Curry, putting him in the pick and roll. Now you have a guy in Jordan Poole who I think isn't as strong defensively. So now you have two guys that can get matched up potentially on a Jason Tatum with his size and his length, uh, with him having the ability to be able to shoot over the top. 
I don't know if the Warriors are going to be able to play help defense with two guys um, lacking size against Jason Tatum versus just one and Steph Curry. How do you feel about that? No, I agree. But but it's going to come down to which version of Jason Tatum we're going to get. Are we going to get the Jason Tatum that put on 10 pounds of muscle this offseason, the 6'10 version that's driving to the basket, snatching the screws out the rim and getting to the free throw line? Are we going to get the Jason Tatum that's going to make it a shootout where he started to do those sidestep three-point shots and step backs and getting into his bads where he's, t- where he's settling for jumpers? And I think that'd be the difference of the Boston Celtics when it's all based on whether Jason Tatum is in attack mode. See, that's, that'll be the worst thing that the Celtics could do is try to get into a shootout with the Warriors and make it a non-physical team because just like with, with you know, Jay Will asked the question of about the Celtics' legs on the defensive side of things, we, we could say the same thing about if the Celtics apply pressure on Klay Thompson and, and Steph Curry and those guys, it may take away their legs as well by, by imposing their will in the paint. Perk, I want to uh, – Keyshawn J. Wilmax, Harry Douglas in for Key today, talking to Kendrick Perkins about the NBA Finals. I, I, I said earlier, which was incorrect, that the Celtics are favored. The Celtics are underdogs, which makes sense. The Warriors have home court. The Warriors are rested. The Warriors, to me, look better on paper. They are favorites. But you know what, Perk? You know, I've been talking about, I know you have too, Steph Curry's legacy and what a finals MVP would mean, right? Um, mm-hmm. Steph has been, like, to me, what it, this highlights the following point. Steph has been a unanimous MVP. He was the first one in the history of the NBA, right? Regular season. Steph's team has been favored to win the NBA titles in every single NBA finals they have been in. They're always favored, and yet at the moment, they've lost two. If they lose this one, they're three and three. Even if they win, they're four and two, which means the perception of Steph and his team has not matched reality. What would winning an NBA Finals not only do for his legacy, but prove about Steph Curry to you if he wins Finals MVP? Well, I think that's, just, I think that's icing on the cake. To, to shut everybody up, including myself and you, Max, that who, who have been very critical of Steph Curry, because I know I have, because I want to see it. Like, I want to see Steph Curry be the best player in the finals. And every time that they went to the finals, he has not been the best player in the finals. So I think with Steph going to the finals, and especially against this Celtic defense, if he's able to win this championship, and get a Finals MVP. I think the most important thing is is that we have to put him in the top ten greatest player of all time uh, uh, conversation. Or he he should be submitted as the top ten greatest player of all time. I got him at twelve right now, but I think if he win the Finals, if he win this championship in the Finals MVP, that puts him in the top ten. And I think it would be no debate after this. The great Kendrick Perkins, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, right, Perk, KP. as always. Great, great talking to Perk. you. All right, my brothers. All right, baby. There he is. So we're going to react to what Big Perk just had to say about Jason Tatum being a top 10 player. That's next. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. The Splash Brothers spreading the floor. And so it's such a different dynamic defending the Golden State Warriors. But it's going to be a great series. It's going to be a close series. It's going to be a tightly contested series. Their transition defense might be the best in the league. And against the Warriors, you better believe you need a good transition defense. Game one, is it a wash for the Celtics because of fatigue and also the all-factor of uh, being on the road on this stage? It's new. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Harry Douglas in for Key. Had Kendrick Perkins on moments ago. We're asking the question, what would a finals MVP mean for Steph? Top 10 player all time? Well, what about Jason Tatum? What would a championship mean for Tatum? Assume if they win the championship, Tatum would be the MVP, although there's Jalen Brown. Marcus Smart plays out of his mind, you know. But Jason Tatum, Kendrick Perkins says top 10 NBA player. True or false, Jay Will? Rank them. Rank them, Jay. I'm, I think he's right there. I think he's right there. I mean, look, look, let's, Jason Tatum's having a phenomenal season and a phenomenal playoff run. I, I would like to remind everybody that was literally seven days ago that people were saying Jimmy Buckets is a top 10 player in the league, too. So, like, this stuff is fluid A lot of dudes for that top now. 10, right? I, yeah. it's, it's fluid as we go on. I, I have to see Jason Tatum complete the deal. There is no doubt he is a superstar in this league. There is no doubt that they are one of the best teams in the history of basketball as it relates to defensively what they bring to the table. But I do want to see Jason Tatum complete the deal uh, before we start crowning him as the next. All right. I, but what if complete he completes the deal? the deal, where is he? How many guys in the league are better than him? Or uh, how many guys uh, in the league like are I definitively said, he, I, better I than he, him? I think he grabs top ten. Is he so not he's there not already? Top 10 right now? Because I got him top ten right now already. So who are your top so this is my thing. When people say top ten, tell me who your top ten are. Just okay. don't float out. Oh yeah, he's my top ten now. Tell me who your top ten are. Rank them so, for me. So and, and I'm not no particular order. Well, it has to be in order because they're your top see, ten. By the way, well, hey Harry, see how Jay doesn't want to rank, but like then he tells us that yeah, he's the basketball like, expert I, to rank them. But, but, okay, I rank them. but I don't do rankings like you guys every other week. Yes, you do. I, I don't. don't do rankings like you I guys. I want to hear your do rankings. That's what I'm saying. I don't like. I'm not out here saying want, oh he's top. I'm saying he deserves. If he wins, he deserves to see do the it table like as one I know it's in the game. I'm just gonna go my ten players. I got Giannis, LeBron, Luca. Okay. Embiid, KD, Steph, uh, Jokic, Tatum, and I'm going to go with Kawhi, even though he hasn't played, and Jimmy Butler. Hold on. Giannis, Kawhi, Luka, KD, Embiid, Steph, uh-huh. Uh, Jokic. Jokic. Tatum. Okay. Tatum. Uh-huh. Kawhi, and Jimmy Butler. 
Kawhi, who's not healthy, yeah, who hasn't and Butler. Now, years. here's the thing. Wait, did you say Steph? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. KD, LeBron, LeBron and KD and LeBron are playing half seasons nowadays, basically. Stop. They're still top Stop. 10, though. They're, they're, I, they're top 10. Game for game, they're they top. may be one and two or two and three or whatever. I'm not arguing when they're on the floor. But they don't they have to demonstrate that they can stay on the floor? Max, we're not doing that. We're not, I'm not doing that. Why? We're so, not doing that, Max. So, so, no, wait, uh, so, me, so, so your caveat removes them from the top ten list? No. What I'm saying is this. What are you trying to say but, then? Because we're, we're coming together with a list of where you rank everybody. And my point is this. Nobody is beyond criticism. Let me, like, nobody. No. Even, even the greatest of all time. Like, you, you know when Joe DiMaggio decided to retire? Found a scouting report on himself, and he was like, damn, that's what the league thinks of me? Hold on, like, let's just be real. I know when KD and LeBron are on the court. They are the elite of the elite. But if you're playing in half the games, if your team doesn't advance basically because you can't stay healthy, that has to factor in. So, like, Kawhi hasn't okay, played at all. Okay, so what are you you're AD. Saying, You're saying that point for what? I'm saying that point because when we talk about the best players in the game, part of Giannis's position, do you think he's number one? I think I, I've said part it on the show. Part of that's his health, right? Part of it's his health. Yeah. Okay. So when you put so, Kawhi in, and I'm very high on Kawhi, he hasn't played in a year and a half. He hasn't gotten on the floor. Does right? mean that he's not to, one of the best players I, in the game? But it's hard to that. say that he's there right now when he's absent. You know, it's just hard. Well, we're saying that on the show. So you have Kawhi in the top ten. I think Kawhi is one of the best players we have in a game of basketball. Okay. When we have him, we haven't had him for a while, but okay. <laughs> one, two, three, I'm four, five, six, six seven, we eight, discovered nine, ten. That you, have already, 11, you have 11 guys. No, I named 10 guys, didn't I? Giannis LeBron. Yes. Giannis. Luka, that's three. Luka. KD Steph is five. Yeah. Embiid Jokic is seven. Oh, excuse me. Butler's eight. Kawhi's nine. Tatum is ten. You're right. Those are your ten. Players mess up too, Max. Uh, where is Lillard? Not quite. Where's Kyrie? Where's Devin Booker? They're not Kyrie? in there. They're not in there right now. That's that's. I named you who I, I gave you my ten. Okay, you fair you enough. Asked me about my ten. I gave that's you what, my ten. That's what I'm fair saying. It, it gets like, James Harden's gone. I mean, no one yeah. has him there anymore. Hey, no. but, I mean, Kyrie's in there. Well, what Booker's we just in? witnessed from James Harden. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jimmy, I mean yeah. Jimmy Butler. I was, it, literally last week. People were saying. He, like, people are having conversations. I'm not saying you know they're what? right around him being top five in the league. Now, all of a sudden, he's not in anybody's top ten. That's you, what we're doing right now. You know like, what? Five days later, this is how media works, man. Yeah. One day you get really hot, and then all of a sudden you don't get there. It's like, oh. Yes, because these guys, the, the elite of the elite of any sport, there's not much of a difference between them. In fact, in little things, there's when a, you're comparing them, make there, a difference. But it's hard there's to say a that with a guy them. like Jimmy Butler between led them. the Miami Heat to an NBA Finals, and they lost to the Lakers. But then you just seen what Jimmy Butler just did. They had the number one seed in the Eastern Conference, and then you see what he did throughout the playoffs. So it's hard not to have Jimmy Butler in the top ten. No one even mentions AD, right, because he's hurt so much. You don't even mention him. That's what, I, that's what I'm saying. He's floating around top ten for me with Jason Tatum. He's right there. He I, wins I kind of like your list, Harry. I'm trying to think of who I – the guy who pops out to me is Kyrie. Kyrie, Ja Morant. You getting Oof, up there? Ja. But, the, but the, what's, what's been the entire conversation with Kyrie? Do we know when he's going to play? Yeah, but that's not real. I know. I that's not real. That. Like, don't, don't let that conversation but no, but he but, but Kyrie, to me, is – the best we ever seen with the basketball in his hand. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. There are a hundred days from the we're a hundred days from the NFL beginning season, and we're going to talk about it. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. 
Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.